Welcome to the green room. Thanks. Dixie, I'm so happy you did this finally. Yeah, I know. I'm I mean, happy. it means so much to me. And uh, like, this is just an important thing, obviously, talking about mental health. And it's just, um, and I love you. So <laughs> welcome. And we're in Nashville. So that's a special edition. I haven't been in Nashville doing it before. So we love that. OK, Angie, do you want to take it over? Yeah, let me get you guys introduced. Um, and again, welcome to the green room, everyone. Thanks, Angie. <laughs> Our amazing guest, thank you so much for joining us, Dixie D'Amelio, who is literally a girl who can do everything. Dixie, as a musician, has over 625 million streams plus to date, has a social media following of over 100 million, has a successful TV show on Hulu with her family, The D'Amelio Show, has her own clothing brand with Hollister, Social Tourist, and who has brand partnerships with Puma, Valentino, Burberry, and more. Dixie launched her music career in 2020 with her first single, Be Happy, and within a week landed on the U.S. Top 40 and Billboard's Top Triller U.S. chart and has over 300 million streams to date. In 2021, Dixie released Fuck Boy, which crowned her as the first artist to land three number ones on Billboard's Top Triller U.S. chart and embarked on her first tour as she joined iHeartRadio's Jingle Ball at all 10 stops. Dixie has been awarded Billboard Chartbreaker in late 2020 and has won Favorite Social Media Star at the 2022 Kids' Choice Awards. In June 2022, Dixie released her debut album, A Letter to Me. In the Which obviously Jenna worked a lot on with Dixie. Yay! <laughs> yeah. um, Going on for Dixie, in the fashion world, she attended 2021's Met Gala with Valentino and has been featured in fashion spreads with Harper's Bazaar, Paper, B Magazine, Perfect Magazine, Flaunt, High Snobiety, and many more. She has had campaigns with Valentino, Ralph Lauren, Burberry, Puma, and has collaborated with brands such as Chanel and Versace. Dixie is one of the top 10 most followed creators on TikTok and was named one of YouTube's top 10 breakout creators of 2020 with one of the fastest growing channels globally. Wow, Dixie. <laughs> her entrepreneurship combined with her influence on social media has earned her coveted spots on Forbes 30 Under 30 and Forbes Top Creator list as well. Adweek's Young Influentials and Variety's Power of Young Hollywood Impact list. Very wow okay we loved it we love to see that that's we so sick that i mean you got to do it you got to do it mm -hmm. seriously you got to do it all these days angie that was good too i love that oh well thank you <laughs> i didn't write it up but let's talk about janice next because we love janice and this is not the first time that janice has been on the green room so thank you and welcome back janice but let's hear a little bit about janice we love repeat visitors. Thank you, Janice, for joining us. Um, a bit about Janice. Janice Whitlock is a senior advisor for the Jed Foundation and Emerita Research Faculty at Cornell University. In her work over the past 30 years as a developmental psychologist, researcher, and public health specialist, she has developed deep expertise in adolescent and young adult mental health and well-being. In addition to expertise in program and curriculum development, as well as participating, teaching, and training, she is the author of over 60 research publications in adolescent and young adult mental health and well-being. Her book, she's an author, 
of a book. It's crazy. Um, Healing Self-Injury, a Compassionate Guide for Parents and Other Loved Ones is dedicated to helping parents and other loved ones understand and compassionately respond to youth struggling with self-injury and other mental health challenges. In addition to her work with Jed, she works with communities, schools, and families to develop healthy approaches for supporting connectedness, resilience, and positive mental health and well-being in all areas of life. It's incredible. Wow, Janice. Love that. Thank you, guys. Nice to be here with you. <laughs> so excited to hear everything you say and write it down for myself, too. I know. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Um, and on to our founder, Jenna Andrews of The Green Room and platinum singer, songwriter, vocal producer, A&R publisher and executive producer. Jenna has written and worked with such artists as BTS, Benet, Noah Cyrus, Jennifer Lopez, Little Mix and Drake, to name a few. She has also worked with superstar producers, 40, Diplo, DJ Mustard, Mustard Max Martin, Il Angelo and Stargate. <laughs> we can cut that. Uh, <laughs> just some of Jenna's. Work. She took pop star singer so singer songwriter Noah Cyrus under her wing, A and Ring her single July, and writing the remix featuring Leon Bridges, which has garnered more than 350 million streams to date. She has celebrated stellar success of the hit Super Lonely that she co-wrote with New Zealand-born singer-songwriter Benet. That, re- that record took TikTok by storm, being used in over 10 million user I think you used it. Yeah, I want to know. Did Dixie use it? No, you used it. You used it. She used it. I mean, I'll say she helped break the record, so I'm sorry. Like, here we go. Love that. <laughs> that record has also gone on to stream over 500 million times to date. Jenna also went on to write multiple tracks with Benet, including Plain and Winter, which made it onto her debut album, Hey UX. In August 2020, BTS released their first ever English language smash hit and now Grammy nominated record Dynamite, vocal produced by Jenna. Following the release of Dynamite, Andrews also linked up with the K-pop superstars once again to vocal produce their remix of Savage Love by Jason Drulo and Jawish 685. And very, very notably, Jenna co-wrote BTS's smash hit Butter, which went number one on the Hot 100 for 10 weeks, as well as their follow-up single Permission to Dance. So Wow incredible ladies with us today oh well i mean listen this was long but i I love it i mean we're done um no thank you angie i appreciate that um i i just like to do that so people have context but um but anyway yeah this is just um it's kind of just a loose conversation and i started um i started this whole thing just i think i told you this but just because like it's so hard i think in this industry to have so much anxiety and be able to feel like you can tell people you know as much as you feel like as a songwriter and artist like it's it's something that people talk about but it's weird because when you're actually in like the room or performing if you actually talk about having it it's still kind of a stigma Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like how do you feel about that I mean I feel when it comes to writing it's hard for (laughs) 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 um when it comes for to writing it's like hard for me to even 
like get into it and talking about anxiety even though yeah. it's probably like the best thing to write about yeah and i always do better in like a room with girls or yeah it but i know it's so much better when i talk about what i actually want to talk about which is like the real failings but that's the thing mm -hmm. i mean for me i know that like people want to hear you talk about how you're feeling and, and obviously like feel relatable by saying you have anxiety but I feel like when you start talking about it some people still get uncomfortable with it mm -hmm. you know what I mean and I also think as a girl and you obviously you just said it but I think it's just so much more relatable because if you tell a guy that it's just it's 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 still kind of like they just deal with anxiety differently mm -hmm. you know so I'm just more talking about in like a creative sense I guess and but like also when you're in a room where you're supposed to be professional and working and I feel like sometimes as a girl you have to be like more professional and no, and so if i'm w walking into a room i never know if like a guy would understand it where i feel a girl would more yeah but that's because guys don't talk about it and that's a whole nother thing like it's yeah. kind of sometimes when i do end up talking about it and i feel like the guy understands it we get like really good work out of it really so have you tried that like if you recently i have been more because i'm just like i need to start yeah. talking and when a guy understands and like wants to get real and deep and with the emotions like the writing is so good yeah because they do sometimes they do understand but they j it's just like harder for me to talk to a guy about it yeah, because it takes a second for them to actually get on your level in terms of what you're actually talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think for me, it's just once you let it out and I think it starts to flow, especially in like a songwriting space, it's great. But like in real life, that's even harder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're telling a guy about your anxiety because it's just like it just feels uncomfortable. And I think that obviously people are saying that the stigma is is getting better now, but I feel like it's actually not in a way. I mean, it's in, in terms of being able to talk about it as a girl, because you have to, it's just kind of like, oh, you're emotional, but it's really more than that because it's, it's um, and as an artist and somebody, somebody like you, obviously, like with people, you having so much pressure, I think um, it just makes it so much worse. And it's just, hard to be honest mm -hmm. in that but I mean what would you say is like something I know you talk about mental health a lot mm -hmm. like what's something that you've like what what do you feel like your main struggle has been I mean I kind of stopped talking about it recently just because I'm like trying to figure out how I've been feeling but um I think I've talked a lot about anxiety but I think for me, anxiety comes out a lot differently for most people. Like my anxiety is all physical. And really? so it comes out in pain and like um, migraines and like oh, physical pain. pain. Yeah, like actual physical really? pain. Like that's how my anxiety manifests. So it kind of, I feel like I have trouble relating to people with that because it it's always been physical for me. And... Um, but I have talked a little bit about me having PMDD, which I found out I have this year or like the end of last year uh -huh. and finding out I had that has been nice, but also very hard because like there's nothing really to do. And basically what it is, is, um, it's called premenstrual dysphoric disorder and 
Wow. Basically, before you get your period, it's like PMS, but really bad and like. Well, I definitely all have that. The worst I feelings feel, oh, and <sighs> yeah, I know we've talked That's a little bit crazy. about it. Crazy. And so I, my anxiety gets really heightened and like depression and everything and it happens like every month so <laughs> wait that's insane so trying to figure out how to deal with that has been difficult but I kind of st- I like talked about it in the beginning when I found out and then I stopped talking about it because I'm like I don't know what to do right so I don't want to like talk about it if I have nothing to talk about well I mean what do you do when you were when you were diagnosed with that like what are things that you can do to help it I mean there's not much that I know of right now I just kind of like get depressed and then be to myself and then (sighs) go have fun after and yeah I've been like trying to push myself to be social when I'm like feeling that way but then it just ends up worse so now I just like stay in my room I don't know there's I don't (laughs) I would love tips on what to do because I don't know oh see this is good I was just about (laughs) to Janice I actually this is perfect timing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> question too. Um, I mean, I think a lot of the things that you would do are the things you probably do naturally, and then you expand them, right? Or you try to give yourself give yourself permission just to feel lousy for a little while. Yeah, that's kind of what everything says online. Really? So <laughs> there's like not much. <laughs> so is there any like obviously beyond like meditation and those type of things obviously I'm assuming there's medication but obviously not everybody wants to take that route. So is that really just it? Like is there any other sort of strategies that you have suggested to other people? I mean, I think probably this the strategies that we would suggest for anxiety are the same the same strategies, right? So, and a lot of this, you know, honestly, is really self knowledge, which is what I'm hearing you talk about. Like, you just get to know yourself really pretty well, and then you get to know what kind of works or what works a little bit. Sometimes you're just looking for that millimeter of spaciousness, a tiny little bit more than you can get. And then you work it to expand that. So whether it's breath, like for me, for me, anxiety is very helped by just paying attention to my breath and really feeling it come in and go out and feeling it in my lungs and feeling it in my body. And I can feel my whole body relax. So I can take that and elongate it. So I'm like, okay, a little bit is working. Maybe I'll just use this practice regularly. And it does, it has over time kind of just expanded the the, the my ability to be with discomfort and I think that's really what we're looking at for a lot of anxiety related disorders is just can you leverage what you know about yourself to give yourself just a little bit more of what works and then just regularly do that and you probably will find that over time it's not as bad it just takes a little bit of doing I mean I'd be curious to ask like in a social setting, for example, right? And you have those things. For me, it's like nerves and shakiness. For Dixie, I, it's pain. Like, what are things that you can do in in a situation like that? Because, yes, obviously there's, like, the practice of being able to go home and, you know, practice those those things on your own. But, like, Sometimes it's... Sometimes you don't have that Exactly. Option. So what are things that, like, just certain things that, obviously for us, but that other people can do in those situations? Yeah, there's there's a number of things. Um, one is often when we're socially anxious, we've got a lot of energy sort of heading out and we've kind of left our body in a way. So just coming back to, to touch with your body. So sometimes you can just rub your fingers together. 
down by your side or wherever, and you just bring your attention down to your finger or you wiggle your toes. <laughs> so you're just bringing your awareness into your body, which really helps. And that'll help ground you and you will that will help. And then you can breathe, you know, nobody has to notice you. You're not hyperventilating. You're just making sure you take, because that's the other thing that happens when we get anxious. We breathe way up here. We don't breathe all the way into the body. And it makes a really big difference. It really does. Breath really works. So if you can just make connection with your physical body, I love it if you can get your toes and you can feel your feet and your legs, like just bring your awareness there and then uh, take maybe three slow breaths that go all the way to the bottom of your lungs, feel it in your lungs, don't rush it because so much of anxiety is like, you know, I, I need to be wherever I'm not at the moment. And then do that and you'll probably feel an immediate small but real difference. And then you can just, you can lay into that. And then sometimes if if you're really anxious, you can do a, um, you know, when I think of it as sort of a metal, mental mantra that uh, that opposes what you're feeling. So in the back of your mind, you can say, uh, like, for example, if, uh, I've got, if I'm upset about something that may have happened with somebody and I'm kind of ruminating on it and I just can't afford to go there because it makes me anxious, I can say something like peace, love, compassion and understanding, peace, love, compassion, understanding, just saying that in my mind over and over and over, rather than letting my thoughts go wherever they might go. You will be amazed at how just saying it brings the feeling of peace, love, compassion, understanding. Those three things, bringing your awareness to your body, breath, and then repeating whatever words. I like four because the, the sequence, the cadence works for my mind. Um, but any words that are what you're lacking in that moment and what you most wish for and see if that works. Yeah, that's interesting because I feel like, I don't know what, how you feel, but like sometimes when you say such like words that like, like a piece, love, like those words feel so um, not general because obviously they're really big, but but when it's almost like something personal to you, like if you could find words that kind of resonate, not that that doesn't, but you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because I feel like general, like those general words sometimes feel like you're saying a mantra rather than like, is this actually like hitting me? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And and you, yeah. you really do want to work for the word, find the words that really work for you. So do that. Oh, well, we should, we should find those words. <laughs> Wait, let's see. Dixie, what would those four words be for you? I know that I would hate if you asked me this and I was the first one. This would be one of the words or two. I was like, this is a perfect time for a question, a pop quiz. Well, I love that you said it's supposed to counteract what you're feeling. So if you're feeling like high stress, high anxiety, you know, antisocial, like kind of bring the antithesis of those words into your mind to then, you know, focus on the opposite. I love that. Let's see. Should we put the, um, ding, ding. I'm just kidding. No, we're not doing that. We're not causing anxiety. Okay. I, I'd be curious. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? I can't. It's, here's <laughs> the question. How would you really like to feel? If you could just dial, if you could just plug it in and say, this is, these are the feelings I'd really like to have. What would they be? Um, chill. Yeah. I just want to be chill all the time. That's a good one. Yeah. 
What else? We need four. You go. Okay, fine. I'll do one and you do yes. one. Okay, okay. <laughs> I love it. She had to put it back on me. Um, <sighs> confident. I was thinking that too. That's exactly what I was like, chill and confident. Like you could do two C's, okay. Oh, we like that. See, you're, you're a songwriter all of a sudden. Look at that. <laughs> um... Well, no pressure. You don't have to come up with it. It takes a little while, but you do want to get the steed feelings that you really want. And then by saying them, because the minute you say them or the second you say them, you're feeling them just for that minute. You have to call them to mind. So you're actually kind of bathing yourself in the feeling that you want to have, which is super sweet. And it really does help. It's just the practice is like replacing your, the, your mind wants to ruminate on something and you have to say, no, 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 I'm just going to repeat my four words and you have to stick to it for a while. Well, we can either think of one more. Or we could have homework. What do you I, think? I need homework. Okay. We're going to have some homework. I love that. <laughs> it's, um, it's, words are probably like self-perpetuating. So when you're thinking the negative thoughts, you're putting yourself in that state even more. Exactly. In a situation That's interesting. Going, though. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. Then you're becoming more anxious instead of trying to be the opposite of what you're feeling. Yeah, that's it exactly is funny, though. right. Yeah, because I, I, even saying that out loud does make you feel like, I don't know, like, it, 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 I'm, I'm not making this up, I promise. I'm like, I literally, it's, it's, it is, that's why I like doing this so much, because I feel like when you start to talk about it, and it feels more natural, and it's just, it, it, it does make you feel better. You know what I mean? Because when you're, like, repressing it and keeping it inside, and you're not able to, it's the same thing as what you were saying about writing. It's mm -hmm. like, it's so hard until you do it, and then you do it, and you're like, oh. This should be easy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you end up writing the best song or saying something that's like just makes you feel like there's something healing about it. So this is this we is why therapy is good. Clearly, our lives the thing we, we the things we focus on, right? I mean, it's the same. Just it's the same thing, right? And it's the same thing for feeling. So you can, if you're repeating the negative feeling, even if you're not speaking it, but you're like continuing to visit it, you're just bathing yourself in it. It takes discipline to like say no i'm going to turn my gaze elsewhere and i'm going to decide to put it someplace that is like a little pool of bliss or whatever something better right and then just watch it's like it really is like taking a bath in it but it is a discipline because you have to figure out where you're putting your awareness well that's interesting because that's manifestation are you a manifester <laughs> are you some people aren't <laughs> I can't imagine she's not. That's kind of funny, right? I mean, it's just because, like, I don't think I'd do it the right way. <laughs> but do you do you feel like um, it works for you? Like both ways, like bad and good. <laughs> no, we send each other the candle emojis <laughs> and put words. I'm not <laughs> gonna give an example, and then more candle emojis, and then just text them to each other and manifest no. for each other. Do you actually? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's worked for her. It hasn't worked for me. Oh. Um, I changed it because it wasn't working. I needed to give it a break, but I had a little. Yeah, I'm trying. See, but that's <laughs> the thing. Like she just said, like when you think negative thoughts. Like I was curious about what you thought because, I. Uh, I mean, that's how I talk all the time. Like everyone's so obsessed with me. Everyone's in love with me, and then yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. See, it has to work to some <laughs> extent because, but. Janice, what do you think about, like, because, you know, like, negative thoughts, obviously, like, do you think that can change the course of, like, 
what happens in your life in terms of like oh, yeah. what you're feeding. Absolutely. There's Hate no doubt that. It's it. so hard to control. <laughs> yeah, not and I wouldn't go, you know, I'm not down the road of like only think happy thoughts. You can't do that because right. then you're not being authentic and you're not all, all of the things in you need a space to kind of be um and speak their mind or speak their piece. But the thing is is at some point they're done. <laughs> like you need to say, you're good. I got enough of you. I got the message. I'm doing the best I can. And now I'm gonna focus on what I really wanna feel which is whatever it is that you you come up with and just keep turning your gaze over there and you get pulled back to the bad stuff just like nope I'm going back to peace love compassion understanding and confidence and chill if it doesn't affect the outside (laughs) yeah and chill well sometimes it's hard though like because if you you can't just like say it you have to actually like believe it no you don't I mean you don't have to believe it you have to feel it oh wow Oh, you just have to feel it. the feeling of it, like confidence right. or ch- chill, you know, whatever that feeling is, just hold the feeling. Don't worry about whether you, right. you believe it in your life or anything. Just hold the feeling of it and then just kind of keep going over and over. And I'm doing that tonight, by the way. I'm definitely finding my four words and writing them down. Mm-hmm. We have to do it. Um, Dixie, is there like a certain moment in your life that you first felt anxiety and you identified with that feeling? I mean, I just was always an anxious person, but I've had a bunch of concussions and it definitely makes it worse. No way. Um, I've had we're 15 now. Wait, how did we not know this? Yeah. How? I got one last week, two weeks ago. Um, but yeah, so every time I would get one, it would kind of like make everything worse. How are you getting concussions if you, I mean. My first one was really bad. I like felt ice skating and busted my face and then after that I just got like one or two a year for a bunch of years just because of the first accident yeah and then like random different sports and then I would stop playing sports and started doing like non-contact sports and would still get them and yeah so do you feel like that was the cause of I don't think it started it but it definitely worsened it a lot and I was just always like is everyone okay like what's wrong I'm always asking that was um were you did you know that it was anxiety or were you kind of like I'm only asking because it's it's kind of hard in the beginning like you know what I'm saying to identify what that feeling is like in high school or junior high or whatever I mean I was just like always thought I was worried I didn't really know the term anxiety until probably late in high school and um I was getting such bad like leg leg pain and had to get MRIs and there's nothing wrong with me but I felt (sighs) the pain like and um yeah and then finally I found a neurologist who's really good and then was able to kind of say like most of these feelings are anxiety and like it sucks to hear but it's also it sucks to hear because it's not technically real right also is real at the same time like but sometimes you'd rather I feel like in the moment I'd rather just have a broken leg than having to like confront anxiety did it was it like a like a like a panic attack type of thing or just the feeling of Mm. just pain I mean I I was just always in pain okay and I don't know I don't know but it is getting better, do you feel, these yeah. days? I don't okay. have, I mean, I, my anxiety is more 
situational now and right. when like something happens I'll have anxiety or f but I'm much better at it, like being able to talk myself down but then also when I'm dealing with the PMDD then it's like kind of I spiral a little bit but right now I'm fine did it make you feel better knowing what it was yes because I can explain it to the people around me because it definitely affects your relationships with people but at the same time I yeah there's still not much you can do. And like, I don't want to take SSRIs or anything. So I'm right. just kind of trying to figure out what I'm doing. But I've seen on the internet, they're like, oh, she can party all the time now. She doesn't care about it anymore. I'm like, no, I just don't want to show. Waited. Like, I can't. Right. I'm going to show once a month. Like, when I get so, like, depressed, I don't know. It just doesn't seem very no and i get that and like back to what janice was saying and also like what i feel like there is something to be said about even bringing yourself out of that situation and being able to you know whether you have those four words but you're also putting yourself in a situation that is distracting from that feeling whereas when you're in it it just becomes well i guess it becomes bigger you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i think in that sense going out like it always makes you feel better even if you're like have no plans and you go down the street it's just there's something that kind of is healing about that. But I guess, I mean, for people, um, obviously listening, it's just nice to know, like, obviously, you know, things that you do, but it sounds like it's just kind of, you know, what is, I mean, it sounds like you just kind of like, it's like a self process at home. Like there's not much yeah. you can. Um, well, like for me, what yeah. I had to do was try to, fix my hormones a little bit because I was yeah I would get so anxious that I wouldn't eat and then I would like lose a lot of weight and then miss my period and then my hormones were all over the place so then being able to kind of get everything on track was really helpful and I just like I'll start and does that really help for you like in terms I mean of it m helps you be able to track it more so when so I know like when I'm going okay. to be feeling bad um, but so that's been helpful, and I, that's why I've been. Is it diet on. or is it? I mean, I mean I'm not out. You no, don't have no, to no. answer any of the. <laughs> but like, it just probably be good for people to hear. Oh yeah, yeah. I, from everything I've read and like what I've been trying, diet and exercise does help. I haven't started the exercise yet. But you are as of today. today. <laughs> I started today. I ran. We love that <laughs> up a hill once and down. We love that. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Can oh, I just go ahead, Jenny, thing sorry. real quickly right here? So for the, for listeners at home, I mean, movement is really important. It's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be exercise, although exercise where you get your heart rate up is great, but just moving. So if you can just, because sometimes, because anxiety is like energy moving through your body. It wants to go somewhere. And so if you could give it an outlet, even just walking in circles, you know. Exactly. Or, <laughs> oh, give us a little circle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, go into yeah. nature or stay or be outside. And then also yeah. food is really powerful. Yeah, so if you're feeling anxious, don't eat crap, you know, just yeah. really, I would really avoid <laughs> carbs, sugar, all the stuff that She's we tend like, to do to self-medicate makes it worse. <laughs> and then sleep. Well, you want to be sure that you. Oh no, all the things. I know, yeah, but these I are the like things that really do make a difference. If you have regular <laughs> sleep, I would, st I would get, you know, kind of down decreased stimulation that includes social media and other things that are just like constantly keeping you going those are the things to avoid <laughs> when we're feeling anxious and then and then also do the other practices we talked about 
you know, it's actually just going back really quick to what you were saying about hormones, though. Like it's um, it's really crazy. Like for and I'm not saying that obviously this is not just towards women, but like in that sense, like it like I have endometriosis and that's um, and we talked obviously yeah, we talked yeah, about yeah. it. So that's a huge part of it. And it's so confusing sometimes whether it is. A, I mean, I definitely think it, we have anxiety outside of hormones, but they build so much into that that together it's just crazy it's hard to explain to people and i think that's you what know? we were saying in the beginning because it's not hard to explain anxiety to a guy but it's hard to explain like <laughs> hormonal anxiety to a guy <laughs> and being like and they're and them not saying oh so you're just pmsing and it's like no i like it's no not, i actually I'm really not just sad like i'm not just being bitchy like i actually i'm <laughs> <laughs> in it no and that's yeah. the thing so i didn't want it to come off as like Oh, guys, don't get anxiety because it's not true. But it's like getting like, oh, I'm about to start my period, and I'm not just like, I have no control over my emotions at all. Like, or it's your not, body. Yeah, and that's hard. Mm -hmm. Like to not feel like you're in control of those things because it's like your it's like your nervous system, and that's it. How do you explain that without feeling like you're, you know, it's because you're a girl, and it's not even to be like, oh, it's it's it is that, but it's just biology you know what i mean so it's guys have the same they have an you know they have equivalents of, of drives that are oh let's hear about it right that they're just like <laughs> under the influence of you just like <laughs> and that girl women don't have quite as strong they can probably understand that it's just a different flavor but it's the same kind of compelling thing that just shows up in your body and you got to deal with it wait i'm actually interested about that yeah. can you ex I'd, I'd like to know that how what how is it similar well, I mean, it's just, it's, it commands your attention and it, 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 it overcomes, a, you know, it becomes front and center, right? So sometimes men have aggressive tendencies or sexual tendencies or whatever, and it's just powerful. Like it's just there and they have to deal with the, deal with it. I think for women, there is potentially a parallel there with sometimes heightened anxiety or certainly PMS related kinds of experiences that we have it's equally powerful it's just a different it's in a different domain so maybe they can understand that and somehow they work together sometimes <laughs> somehow <they> work together. <laughs> um no well i mean this has been amazing is there um is there anything else that you want to talk about or through your obviously everything that you've gone through or janice anything last that you want to say or angie before we i mean up? i feel like i know what we talked about most important is eating right sleeping and yeah. like exercise or just even yeah. going outside so once i do those things maybe i'll come back and tell you how i feel okay but well that I will be part you, two <laughs> i can tell you when you're not doing it, it does not feel good so well what about the four i'm like gonna this is i'm gonna text words, her okay. and make sure she gets those four, words, four words because we gotta do that and i'll text her in the morning and that will just be our manifestation that will be our thing dixie yeah see how it makes you feel I huh? will tell you guys as I said, see how it makes you feel and let me know. Um, I will tell you that it does get better over time. Like age really does help just it, it on the PMS front and often on the anxiety front. So just, I know it doesn't, it's okay. I mean, I have to say like, you know, I'm not crazy old, but I definitely think that because I think with every passing year, I care like, less and less about things that I did when I was, you know, in high school or early twenties and those kind of things. Like 
not only do priorities change, but just like your attention to things that used to give you, I'll talk personally, my attention to things that used to give me anxiety or keep me up at night in the past, just don't anymore. And I'm kind of like, why did I waste all that time worrying about that, worrying about that? Um, but, you know, I also am a person and I still deal with things regularly. So I love the coping mechanisms. You know, when you spoke about breath work earlier, like I really, um, I love that one because I've been trying to implement that one a lot myself, you know, just like the box breathing or the like two in and then a long breath out, you know, it just really changes the speed at which you're thinking and the heart rate and everything immediately. Yeah, I think yeah, if you just take well, away yeah. one thing from this besides the eating right and all that stuff, it's breathing. Because <laughs> you'd be amazed like how many of, especially when we get anxious, we stop breathing or we breathe really shallowly. Right. And then our body goes into a little bit of fight or flight because it's 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 not getting oxygenated in the same way. So, you, you know, and then it's like, ah, things aren't okay. So just try breathing and see what happens, like real deep breaths. Well, yeah, have you guys ever and tried breathing exercises or like um, been told, you know, that that's a good way to deal with the anxiety? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It definitely helps a lot for me. A hundred percent. I mean, even just taking one breath is like, like, so, I mean, it's so calming. I mean, I think it's just practice. And obviously that's why people love yoga. So right, that's another goal. I mean, <sighs> So I know I know and the thing is it's it's funny because a lot of times like I've you know people will be like oh you have like a mental health podcast but you don't really practice it yourself and I I'm always like you know what the thing is is for me like having a mental health podcast is more about like relating to artists and people that I know that have the same relatable things but also struggling to find a, like a an answer you know anything and I feel like sometimes you seek help in your friends which obviously can be bad sometimes because you don't want to pour all mm -hmm. your stuff onto them but in which Dixie said it can obviously be damaging to relationships but at the same time it's a good place to start and I think it's just like you know everyone has their own process and it's baby steps and I think being vocal about it and, and not feeling afraid is you know better than not saying anything at all so totally. yeah, yeah um, you have to be yeah. an expert but the more we talk about it the more we normalize talking about it right yeah no, definitely. And so, Janice, before we go, do you have, um, you can send us this later too, but I don't, like a lot of times, um, for whoever's listening and stuff, if there's any sort of like helpline or just things that you recommend from the Jed side, that would be amazing. And you can send this to us after. Yeah, we'll send too. that to you. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thank you so much. And before you guys go, I think, okay, so this is the thing. We gave a fan a guitar. Mm hmm and usually the artist signs it. So will you sign the guitar? Yeah. Okay, yay. You can pick a Sharpie. It's right beside you. Oh, cute. You want me to get one for you? <gasps> I almost just banged you in the head. Oh, well, that would have been great. Okay. Not the best angle, probably. Okay, so pick a Sharpie. Look at all those colors. So much pressure. I know. It'd be hard. <laughs> can you see all the Sharpies? There's like a hundred of them. I'm going to decorate the whole thing and make a mural out of You love that? that? There's every color in the rainbow. I'm gonna do black. <laughs> oh my god! She picked black! Dixie! Wait, where do I sign? Anywhere. I'll make sure you're getting this because whoever gets this guitar is gonna be really lucky. And say, okay, say some kind of like positive reinforcement or something 
fucking hard. How about that? Chill. <laughs> word, chill. Chill. That's actually a good one. Chill out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I always, actually, I do always say stuff. I always say, I'm so chill, cool, clean girl. But I don't. <laughs> that's what Wait, I say. Wait, that's all actually the time. really good. I love that. Thank you, Dixie. I'm well, not, but I say it. I mean, but she says it's a feeling. If you say it, then. I mean, I. Yeah, you want to evoke the feeling and just keep going. We, we love, love that. that. Well, well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate this. It's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you guys. And Have until next time. Okay. okay. Thank Bye. you.